Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Ray and Tay Today. Talking sports with friends. Bella, just talk about sports. Here it is, y'all. We're on the air. Sit on the sofa, throw your hands in the air. We're talking sports so you can come on and listen. NFL predictions, what you're missing, nothing. We got you covered for college football, too. Every fantasy football. Friday, you could get... Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor. It is a Monday in September. The month is almost over. Hey, listen, we're talking NFL, college football, the upsets. Ray, obviously, we have to start off the show with what everybody in America is talking about today. Um, I think it's fascinating that uh, Donald Trump or President Trump might have unified the players and owners um, more than anyone else has been able to do since the strike in 82 or something. Um, I thought his comments were deplorable and not worthy of office and disgusting. And I just think more than ever, we need to focus on unity. And I saw so much positive things on the football field. And I think we need to focus on not a flag and this and that and um, really focus on the issues that people are talking about, police brutality, social injustice, and really just focus on team. Like LaDainian Thomas has said at the Hall of Fame, Team America, and really try to unify. And I just hope that one day that will happen, whether it's in the next three years of this presidency or another one that We'll try to unify us as a people, but we, we really got to stop the, the, I mean, from the leader of the free world to use a word that you can't even say in front of your children or on television, uh, basically, it's, it's disgusting and it's sad. So that's it for you me, know, man, with that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I just have so many emotions going on here, but at the end of the day, it's all noise if you let it affect you. And that's why I like what, what Mike Tomlin said. And he's like, look, we are a team, and we're unified. And, yeah, Villanueva went out there and, and did his thing because he served in, you know, in the military, Army Ranger, and yeah. the rest of the team stayed together behind. Look, the team has to come out. I, I think that ultimately – I think it's it's a show of of respect to the fans and to the crowd and whatever. So, but 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 I understand why you you would you would want to put the team together and not have them be out in full display and because it's divisive. Who stood? Who stand? You know who stood arm in arm? Who sat? Who stood? You know what I mean? It's like who cares? At the end of the day, well, people are keeping count and stats and it's childish, exactly, right? Exactly, and that's not the point. The point is. If you have a, a, an issue, then talk about it. If you feel like that people in, in your community are not being served and not being addressed, well, then have that discourse. Like whether you sit or stand or whatever, that's just a means to an end. The end is actually talking about it. The end, the end is actually – No, and a lot of like, players are having the discourse, and a lot yeah, of players are doing so, a great job. But, so Ray, perfect. listen, but you can't, we can't in America depend on athletes to fix the nation. So to me, they're, they're starting the conversation and, you know, the government 
and, and, and people like that have to fix cities. It shouldn't be a couple of hundred rich athletes. I mean, that's part of the problem that people think that athletes should be fixing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's a burden way too strong, right? You're you're like like Barkley said and other people said, you know, your role model should be your parents and your you know, or, or somebody else, historical figures, right. you know, athletes are good athletes and, and they're entertainers. But but if something positive comes out of this, I did like the fact that typically folks on uh you know, owners and players were arm in arm. I thought uh, people from all kinds of races and backgrounds and socioeconomics and religion all came together. So, but a lot of stadiums were booing. New England, Tennessee, a lot of stadiums were booing the players. I mean, they're still – look, this is one little show of unity. I don't think it means that much, much. And I think for Trump, it's all distraction anyway from, you know, real issues that he's trying to do and create Trump TV. But Max Kellerman, I give him credit on first take, Ray. He made a great point he got a tweet from somebody and chapter 10 of the flag code actually says that the NFL is disrespecting the flag every Sunday and every game that you're not supposed to wear it on um, uniforms. You're not supposed to, it's supposed to be swinging free. It's not supposed to be held, you know, held up the way that they hold it on the field, rectangular, all these different things that's in the code of the flag chapter 10. So it's kind of comedy that people have all this talk about the flag and the respect. It's what it represents. So they're misguided in that. And the NFL is actually, by the code of the flag itself, disrespecting it. So let's, let's really code? know what I've we're talking about. You know what I mean? Uh, never even heard of the code, the flag code. But yeah. okay, who wrote it's that? It's out there. It's out there. To, listen, people can always find the truth when they want to search for it. And a lot of people just talk about the flag and this and that, but yet veterans come home, they won't take care of them. Or they'll walk, walk down the street and judge them because they're homeless. So there's a lot of hypocrisy, you know what I mean? But let's get to the field and the upsets. I'll start off with Sunday Night Football. We'll get to the excellent quarterbacks. But, Ray, blown away. The Skins, that was – I wish it was 34 nothing because it almost took away from the domination that it was. That – was unbelievable from the beginning of the game to Derek Carr getting picked off to them locking down Cooper and Crabtree, Lynch, Carr. The Redskins' defense, I didn't even recognize it, and good for them and Gruden, 27-10, very impressed with that win, Ray, and just just blown, blown away. Tell us what you thought about both the teams. Why don't you hit both of them in New York and break that down? Well, New York football is uh, not looking good for two separate reasons. The Jets, my team, our team, can't even trust the process, right? The process is to go 0-16 and get the number one pick in the draft. The Jets can't even do that right. It's like the Knicks, who could have had the number one pick, but they ended up winning two out of their last three. Now, Thankfully, Chris Asperzingis is a player, and uh, but you lose out on Carl Anthony Towns because you messed around and won too many games. So similarly, the Jets messed around and won a game. Actually, looked fairly good doing it. So they won twenty to six. And I just got to say, as a Jet fan, I'm so disheartened. The process is to lose. <laughs> 
On the other side of the spectrum, the Giants, you know what? The Eagles dominated the game. Giants came back, tied it up, made it interesting. But at the end of the day, the Giants really have some serious issues. They really have some internal soul-searching to do. Their defense, which at times can be very good, also is inconsistent. So that's a problem. On offense, they have no identity. They, it, it seems like they only have one playmaker in Odell Beckham, but you see that Ingram can make plays and Shepard can make plays, but somehow they don't have confidence on offense and also inconsistent on offense. So football in New York is in trouble. Yeah, and, and I told you the Eagles. State New York, I told you the Eagles are going to win that one. Yeah, yeah, but maybe Buffalo's the, the real New York football team. Well, we'll get to them in a minute, but Tennessee took care of the Seahawks, as I thought they would, but 33-27, it shouldn't have been even really that close. Another game. Um, the Titans are for real. That's why I predicted them to be a wild card. Um, you know, the defense is improving, but they have balance in offense. Mariota is, is getting it together. Once they've completely healthy, and Matthews, all the receivers, the running backs, Henry and Murray, Delaney Walker. The Seahawks are in trouble. Um, I think the Seahawks have some issues. Offensive line, running game, Carson, you know, Rawls and Lacey really not even in the picture. Doug Baldwin seemed to be the only one showed up. But more importantly, they almost gave up 200 yards on the ground. And the Seattle LOB and the defense, it seems to be a little broken right now. Um, you know, obviously I know their draft pick that they were counting on, he got hurt. But still, this is, uh, this is uh, really a, a situation where you've got to be concerned. Ray, tell me what you thought about that bad man, Aaron Rodgers, and the comeback against the Bengals. You know that's my man, right? He's a bad man, and he really can go down. You know, he's not playing on the Patriots. But I think he's every bit as good as Tom Brady, if not better. And Tom Brady's maybe the best football player ever just by his resume. thing that concerns me, so kudos to him. You're never out of the game with Aaron Rodgers. And I just love watching him work. The only problem to me is that every game is so difficult for them. It takes so much effort. It takes all that Aaron Rodgers has. And this was against the Cincinnati Bengals, who were 0-2 and really had no business, you know, being competitive in this game in Green Bay. So now this team that had great home field advantage doesn't have that anymore. People aren't scared to go into Lambeau, and it takes a miracle every time from maybe still the best player in the game, but it's just too hard. Life is too hard. It's like... You know, those Nick teams in the 90s, like every game is such a grind. So I, I don't know that they can do that for 17 weeks or 16 games in 17 weeks and still have any success in the playoffs. So I'm actually very concerned about the Packers, and they were my Super Bowl pick. Well, you should be with all those injuries. But I got to say this, if ever an, a loss was impressive, the Houston Texans, they have a quarterback, a franchise quarterback, and Deshaun Watson. Uh, the Patriots pulled it out 36-33. I'm more concerned about the Texans' defense and Rabel. But Tom Brady was terrific again, where sometimes his receivers, you know, weren't catching the ball or whatever. But 
between him catching, hooking up with, you know, Cooks, Gronk didn't do that much, but Hogan stepped up. I just think Tom Brady is, uh, it's just a, a poetry to watch. But I realized in watching that game, this New England defense is for the taking. If someone wants to really step up and go to Gillette Stadium and beat the Patriots at home this year and, and can really rattle Tom, they can go ahead and win this season. And I don't know who that would be. We have to see. You know, right now some of those teams in the AFC are not looking good, but the Chiefs showed you they're one of those teams that are putting their hand up and saying, I want to battle it. But, again, Tom Brady, like Aaron Rodgers, they showed why they are two gentlemen who, Ray, are specialer. Now, I want to ask you this. I'm not going to even talk about my Steelers and that upset. I was really disappointed how, you know, the Bears, and we talk about them Thursday night against the Packers. The Bears stepped up and played great, 23-17. But I got to ask you this, Ray. The Chiefs and the Falcons, both 3-0, and could this be a potential Super Bowl matchup? Why not? I think what we're seeing is that other than – and it's kind of interesting to say this, but other than the Falcons, who, by the way, could be one and two. Oh, right? the Lions played a great game, Ray. Yeah, the Falcons could be one and two. So maybe even put the Falcons in the mix. This is one of those years where you could pick your Super Bowl winner from eight to ten teams. There really isn't this far a team. Because you look at it, right, and you see these Falcons are one and two. And your Chiefs, you're trying to tell me, that Alex Smith is going to win a Super Bowl, it's possible, but certainly you're not scared of Alex Smith, and certainly you're not really scared of the Chiefs, I mean, unless you go to Arrowhead, which is a significant home field. But you look at it, and you stick four or five teams in each conference can win the Super Bowl. This is a wide open, this is as wide open a year as we've seen in, in recent history. Definitely. Tonight we have the Cowboys at the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I just think at the end of the day, not having David Johnson is going to hurt them. They have Chris Johnson, Kerwin Williams, you know, Andre Ellington. Cowboys are going to bounce back, and I think they wind up winning this game 26-20 over the Arizona Cardinals, and I think Ezekiel Elliott is going to step up and shine today. I think you hit the nail on the head with David Johnson. I think it's a game of wills, and David Johnson is a will maker with his skill, and Ezekiel Elliott is a will definer just because of his offensive line and and his tenaciousness in the fourth quarter. They just run you down. And so Dallas has their guy. Arizona doesn't have their guy. So I think Dallas ultimately pulls away in the fourth quarter and wins, I'll say, 27-23. Before we get to college football real quick with those big wins, uh, Thursday night football, man, I think the Bears-Packers is going to turn into another Thursday night classic like we had last week with the Rams and Niners, but a little less scoring. But Tariq Cohen, Howard, if he could play with the shoulder, but Glennon's doing good enough. John Fox has a good defense. I'm going to take the Packers to win, but it's going to be close. And I'll say Packers win 20-17 to 17 over the Bears on Thursday Night Football, Ray. I agree. Another hard-fought victory. Ultimately, I think they have a little more talent on offense, and they pull away. So I, I'll have them winning 
24-19. Now, we got to salute Georgia and TCU with those victories. I went with Oklahoma State. Um, You know, I got to say, look, obviously, you know, you have Bama, Clemson, Oklahoma, Penn State keeps rolling, USC, Washington 6, Georgia moves in the top 10 at 7, Michigan, you know, beating Purdue after a tough start. TCU moves in there at number nine, and Wisconsin at 10. How impressed were you with TCU, Gary Marshall, that defense? We thought it would be close, or I thought it would be close. Um, I know you had Oak State big. What uh, did you think about TCU and what they did, man? Kudos. I really thought Mason Rudolph would light it up, and I thought that that defense was going to be severely challenged playing that Oklahoma State powerful offense. You know what? TCU deserves a lot of credit. They're one of those programs that has really been consistent over the years. They have an identity. They play D. They actually put up a fair amount of points. Uh, and you know what? They're in the top ten and, and, and deservedly so. So watch out. The big, uh, the big 12 is up for grabs now because we thought it was Oklahoma or Oklahoma State, but don't sleep on TCU. Now, the other thing to note, Florida State. How badly uh, did they – how quickly and how badly did they fall off the scene? They were number three starting the season. They lost Francois. The hurricane hit. They lose again. They drop out of the top 25 for the first time since 2011. So in six years, 105 weeks of polls, and they're out. I kind of expected it, though. It's hard. I mean, I didn't think NC State would beat them per se, but NC State stepped up, and that was impressive, um, you know. But I, it's sort of surprising they totally dropped out of the top 25 because it's like they allow, like, teams like LSU to hang in there. And, you know, they haven't looked so good either. It's like they give the SEC teams, you know, that 24th and 25th spot like every other week where Florida and but Tennessee like had it. last week. I like week. it. You're 0-2. You haven't even won a game. And so the only reason you'd be in the top 25 is because you started out preseason number three. But No, that's fair. You're right. You're number that, that, 20. That's... You wouldn't be in the top 25. I'll, I'll buy that for a dollar. I'll accept that. So I'll say this, um, you know, this is going to be a college football season that could be wide open or it could just be Clemson, Bama again. But Penn State definitely looks like they're for real. And Baker Mayfield, at, at the end of the day, is going to have a claim at the Heisman and the championship. I think uh, we'll see how this plays out as they got one first place vote. So, Ray, everybody should enjoy the games tonight and Thursday. We'll bounce back with everybody on Friday. Um, we'll definitely get to that NBA soon. Make sure you go back and listen to our show on the Mellow Trade and everything, uh, you know, NBA Media Day today. So that's around the corner. But it's all about the NFL and college football, and we hope you have a good sports week. And let's just uh, – God bless America. And let's have some peace and unity. Enjoy your sports. We are out.